JoeVertigan.com, episode number eight with Roger Vandalik, longtime Wisconsin International Raceway um, owner, general manager. Um, Roger, we've always we've talked a lot, and we both agree that racing is all about people, and especially at WIR. You, I remember you said time and time again, uh, WIR is like a big family. And I remember there's some of the guys I recognize at the beer stand that have been there since I was in my you know middle school years. But what I'm going to do now is do kind of a name dropping deal. It might be a, a track employee, uh, it may be a racer, or someone that was a, a big part of WIR, uh, whether like I said, either in the pits or or elsewhere. And then you just kind of give me your uh, uh, a little bit of uh, stories about them. We'll start with a guy who I always kind of looked at as kind of like your right hand man a little bit, or the club's right hand man. Dave Valentine, former racer, and uh, he's still hanging, helping out at Kakana now, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Uh, Dave, very big part of WIR. Um, going back to when Dave was racing uh, the infamous fire in one of the, I believe it was a red, white, and blue. 84, I want to say. Yeah, his, his car blew up on the back straightaway and he started on fire, and he did get burnt. He got burnt on his face a little bit and on his hands, and I remember Tom Schmidt jumping over the guardrail and grabbing and pulling him out of that car. And then after that, his wife at the time, Sandy, said, you know, that's about enough of this stock car racing. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to Dave, and I said, you know what, you know, why don't you guys go up and sit in the press box when the races are going sure. on? Just sit up there and enjoy the shows a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we do that, and then we drink a couple beers together after the races. And, and then Dave, <clears throat> he was working with the club and became president, and we worked together a lot. And then after, as the time went by, I asked Dave if he could be my event director for, like, the red, white, and blues or <coughs> any special events that we ran. Right. So, and he did that, and he still helps Danny out to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still helps out the Fox River Racing Club. So, yeah, Dave is uh, a real good friend and uh, very close with, uh, well, they're both past now, Kate and Sal Val- uh, Salentine. Right. Um, with the tire truck and stuff, but all of, you know, he goes back with Dick Trickle and all those guys and uh, all the early years, and he knows all the racers. He's been around forever. He's another great guy. talk about another guy who had a lot of laps around WIR. Not only as a racer, but the pace car driver, uh, a dear friend of mine who we lost a, a short time ago, Roger the Bear Regan. Yeah, Roger. Uh, I don't know what I can say about that guy. <laughs> I tell you, he'd be at the corner racing, and he'd be on the dirt. And they named him the bear because he'd, he'd drive guys right through the wall over <clears> at the pier and everything right. else. And, oh, he was the villain. Every track needs a villain. I agree. But Roger Regas was not a villain by any means. No. He'd, he'd try to keep that act up. But one of the nicest guys, and he'd help anybody out that he could. And, you know, Roger was just such a nice guy. You know, we had... This new kind of oil dry came out. I seen it down at Daytona, and they're putting it out, and they weren't sweeping it up. They're just letting the cars run through it and it went away. And right. I, I found out what it was. It was called uh, 3060 Atapulgus Clay. Right. And uh, where do I get this stuff? Well, I found a place in Milwaukee that makes it. And I'd go down there with my pickup truck, and they'd set a skid on it. And, you know, I was a little heavy for an F-150, and I'm driving back from Milwaukee like that. Right. Well, Riggie's out at the track practicing, and he seen me pulling my truck hanging like that. And he says, where are you going to get that? And I told him, right down on Silver Spring Street in Milwaukee. I go down there to the auction, he says, once or twice a week. 
He said, let me know when you need it. He says, I'll bring it back for you. Sure. He had a splat bug. So he'd call me. How are we doing on oil dry, buddy? How are we doing on oil dry, yep. buddy? Oh, yeah. I said, oh, I need a couple more skids. <clears throat> All right, I'll pick it up. And just stuff like that. What do I wear? Don't worry about it. You know, I, I got to know him very well doing book signings for the book of the bird and the bear. And when you have a lot of windshield time driving, you get to learn a lot. And uh, he, like I said, he was the furthest thing from the villain, like you had mentioned. Right. Um, Gary Bercotter, another guy uh, who I miss, um, I learned a lot from him on the PR end of, of racing. Talk about Gary Bercotter and his, I mean, he had a big role in the club success for sure and a little bit of WIRs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary Bercotter was instrumental in the Red, White, and Blue series and basically the Wisconsin 500, which was the fall race in September. Um, he, he'd contact every racer that was around. And if the car was available, somehow he'd get him to come to the track because he always loved to see. He wanted, if he already had the record, he wanted to break it again with more car, bigger car counts. Sure. And I, we'd be sitting up on the roof watching, and the cars are pulling in for a red, white, and blue series. And he had his mid-American stock cars there. They said, oh, here comes another mid-American car. He said, that puts it up to 24. Yeah. We'll probably get 25. And get, knowing yeah. Gary, he'd even count the backup cars, the pace car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yep. yeah. yeah. It was a little bit of embellishment at times, but it yeah. was all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he'd count them, and he said, okay, so, well, what do we expect for supers? Well, I'm expecting 45 to 50. And I said, okay, that's good. And we would get it. So he always wanted to make sure we had the biggest car counts, and he always followed up with the greatest stories about the race, and he'd exaggerate the attendance a little bit. He'd say, what was the attendance? And I'd tell him, he said, so this many people came through the gate. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. And I knew what he was going to do. Exactly. <laughs> they got to come in the gate and they got to go out the gate. But those numbers all look good when it's in a newspaper and you're saying we had this many people to watch <clears> this <throat> guy win at WIR at Kakana, it made for a great story. Oh, it really did. I've got a, a sidebar Gary Bercotter and story. So mid-90s, uh, he was the reason, <laughs> my first wife, we got caller ID because he called me at 10 o'clock at night to say, how's it going? Yeah, Gordy Swanson signed up. He's going to come and run the, the truck race at Kakana or something. But, yep. And I, I told Gary that, you're the reason we got caller ID. He'd just, he just chuckle. I mean, yeah. It was funny stuff. Yeah, um, Rusty, Rusty Wallace. You got to know Rusty a little, little bit uh, yeah. at the specials. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Rusty, come on. You know, he did a lot of the article, article challenge series shows, but there was some shows that he'd show up and and just be at the track. And uh, uh, I knew he was coming to watch a race, um, and he was just going to be a spectator. And one of the girls, actually from your area, she's right from Hamburg, right? Uh, a friend of mine. And I, she's a big Rusty Wallace fan. Sure. This is a Peggy Johnson. Mm -hmm. This is Peggy. I said, Rusty's going to be there, and he's going to be up in the press box. Do you want to meet him? Mm -hmm. And I thought she was going to pee her pants. She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got her up there. Rusty's already sitting upstairs, and he's watching the races. I got her up there, and she sat down. And all she could do was stare. She didn't even watch the races. <laughs> I'm out on the roof when I got. Was this when he had the curly hair going on? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I'm spotting the race, and I'm, I'm every once in a while I look in the window and I see, and she's just staring at him. And as you're gonna, finally, there's a caution. I went and I said, "You got to stop staring at him. You're going to give him a complex." <laughs> but it, it was funny. It and what a great guy. I mean, he just he enjoyed being there, and uh, really enjoyed the bratwurst from Hayden Me Packing, and he liked sure. his Miller Lite. Oh, no doubt. Uh, 
Now, looking back, no, no, Dan and Ginger have been at the helm now for how many years in 2024? This is... Well, actually, their first year was 2018. I, my last season was 17. Yep. So, 18 to now, this is going to be their seventh season. So, the challenges they face that maybe you didn't have to, and obviously the biggest one is probably social media, right? Yeah, it is. Um, I, I wish, in a way, that it never came about because I think life would be so much simpler. But I'm old. I'm old school. That's just the way it is. Right. Um, I don't pay my bills on my phone. I don't believe in it. I still write a check, too, for most I, of them. I, yeah. I write a check, and, and I, I ask them, I says, could I please have paper receipts so I can put up my file? Yeah. And we don't do that anymore. I says, could you print one off? Yeah. Oh, no, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. I says, never mind, I don't want it. Right. Yeah. Then it, it changes. Then all of a sudden yeah. they can produce it. Different times. It, it's, it's all different. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, they got to deal with that, but... Uh, Prices after the the COVID deal, prices went through the roof. Yes, and how are you surviving on this? I mean, when a pail of coconut oil used to cost thirty dollars, and now it's ninety dollars to pop popcorn. Yeah, I know. Uh, and popcorn used to be three hundred percent profit margin yeah, or whatever it, the heck it was. It's not, tough. Not, not anymore. No, I know. And uh, a, a simple thing is a a hamburger, or a hot dog wrapper, an aluminum wrap. It used to be one and a half cents. They're paying ten cents for. See that all, and people wonder why the cost of everything has to go up. Condiments, all that stuff goes up. Everything that adds up, and this well, I can buy a case of beer at the grocery store for twenty-two dollars, but I'm paying four dollars for it at the track. I'd be happy you're paying four dollars because you go to other races, they're gonna cost you a lot more than that. That's true. Go to the Packer game, they're twelve dollars. I, I always thought the concessions were pretty priced pretty affordably at Kakana. Yeah, and uh, yeah. They're they're doing a really good job. And over on the drag strip side of it, you still book it in as many cars as you can. I said, just remember your budget. How, you know how many people you put in there for a special. Right. Don't overbook where you're going broke trying to put on a show. That's true. Roger, it's been a pleasure. Um, I know I'll still see you once in a while on Thursday nights down there. So this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for the time, and uh, enjoy the rest of our Wisconsin winter. Okay, thank you.